Escape Pod and our second after show for the Bad Batch. And we're talking today all about episode three, The Solitary Clone. And uh, we're going to be getting into the details of this, just picking out things we liked and uh, talking about the uh, the nitty gritty stuff, making connections and more with uh, our friend Kirk and your co-host Blake. So let's get into it. landing. All right, welcome back, you guys. Hey, good to be back. It's very good to be back. Good to have you guys back and uh, chatting about another Star Wars show, another episode, another week. You know, it's uh, it's crazy how much stuff we get all the time, um, and this one was a big one. This this episode was yeah, yeah. You know, I was I was keeping an eye out on the on the Star Wars Twitter. I call it the Star Wars Twitter just because <laughs> I'm following so many Star Wars accounts that it may as well just be a a source of the force kind of thing. You know, um, but David W. Collins is uh, a great. Um, guy to follow you know he he works at uh, skywalker sound and very notably you know had a lot to do on the force uh, unleashed back in the day and he's you know he's been a lucasfilm employee for quite some time and he was very you know adamant about kind of saying like this was his favorite episode of the season so you know that was oh okay but he, and he's seen every episode as opposed to only the three uh, i would say I this is my so. favorite episode so far as well I, I guess so. Yeah. I mean, like he, he's, I guess he's done the sound design for most of the series. So uh, I guess he has probably seen them all and, you know, would, would likely be a, a, a great opinion to kind of take in, you know, when it comes to this kind of stuff. So he said his, his favorite episode. So I don't, know. I don't think that necessarily means the best, but he likes it the most. And I thought it was awesome. So yeah. it was definitely one of the, even compared to season one, it, it was quite high up there. Uh, if not my probably favorite episode out of both seasons so far. Yeah. Yeah. Everything. Can, we, get, can we go one step further? What if we included Clone Wars? Would it still be at the top? Ooh. It, it, Ooh it holds probably, <laughs> probably <laughs> not. No, <laughs> no, not at the top no, of okay, So not, not, not that good, but, <laughs> but pretty within good. its own world. Yeah. But, but, but pretty good. You know, it was the best star wars episode ever that featured crosshair and cody yes that's there we true go. Yeah. <laughs> i would say that <laughs> yeah um the solitary clone uh this episode starts off with uh, the empire attempting to expand to a new planet that's fresh to the canon uh called desix 
And I actually really like the name of this planet. It just feels Star Wars to me, you know, Desix. Um, it also turns out that Crosshair has been left on. Uh, did you guys catch that little remark that he says that he was left on Camino for 32 rotations? All right. I looked up in the Star Wars Atlas how many hours each rotation is, and it's 27. 27 hours for each rotation. So he was on that platform for over a month uh, without oh, wow. without food or water. And I don't know how he made it, but <laughs> he figured it out. Wait, why uh, Why did they leave him there? for? Tw- like, did they forget about him or was like a search party? Did they explain that? Yeah, that's a great question, actually. Um, so, uh, Blake, do you remember the season one finale? Hmm... I believe they went back to Camino to try to figure out Omega stuff, and they oh and, and, and they they went back it's, to it's been uh, here. yeah right. no, I'll get it. I, so, I'm, I'm halfway there. Yeah, you're you're halfway there. Yeah, so so uh, the Bad Batch goes to Camino in the finale to rescue Hunter because he's been uh, kidnapped by or taken, I guess, by Crosshair, and Crosshair is planning to use Hunter as bait to lure. The, the Clone Force 99 to Camino and uh, obviously bring Omega there. And uh, while they're there, he pulls some stunt and uh, they end up killing those um, those kind of wannabe stormtrooper, you know, the beta squad, you know, the people that were wearing clone trooper costumes, but not actually clones. And uh, then he kind of gives them a choice and says, like, you can join the Empire or, or uh, you know, or kind of suffer the consequence kind of thing. Um, but he gives them a chance to kind of, in his eyes, redeem themselves, you know, towards his perspective of like how the empire is all great and everything. And, uh, and then they end up, you know, things end up going South when, uh, the empire bombards Topoka city and uh, essentially tries to sink it into the sea. Um, cause they all clear out, you know, they pull out of that, their whole operation, they pull out and they, you know, they, they kill off some of the Kaminoans there and, and, uh, they're attempting to leave. And uh, the whole thing is kind of sinking and, you know, them and Crosshair kind of get out in the nick of time. But uh, but yeah, when they leave on their ship, which is in like a hidden landing platform, like kind of far off somewhere else. Um, oh, right. They, uh, that, yeah. The they, elevator thing underwater. Yeah. yeah. There's like an underwater hidden tube that goes to one of the Kaminoans like hidden like laboratories or whatever. And um, they give Crosshair a chance to rejoin their squad. And they say, like, you know, you can come with us so they give him the same chance that he gave them and he decides to also refuse and so they just say okay see ya and it was revealed that his his chip if he had one never worked to begin with that's just who he was yes yeah he said that he, he claims at least that he had his chip removed and that we're meant to believe that his uh his opinions of the empire are his own uh, which is supposed to kind of linger with that character as lo- every time we see him, it's we're, we're now for this season, we're supposed to remember the fact that, you know, he is making his own choices. And I think that plays a lot in the plot of this episode and, and just kind of the things that Cody says, you know, throughout his appearances in this, in this episode as well, just like the things that um, have to do with being a good soldier and all that. So, you know, again, spoilers for anyone who hasn't seen this Bad Batch episode, but uh, <laughs> a little too late to hit that. I'm always too late to hit the spoiler button. <laughs> I mean, uh, to be completely fair, we got, we've got the, 
the, the episode being the, the breakdown of this of this particular episode. So maybe it's just a spoiler <laughs> warning from the beginning. Ret- yeah. Retros. That's so, true. Yeah. <laughs> Retroactive. Just, just open with it before you even say anything. <laughs> uh, Kirk, I got a question for you. What did you what did you think about Cody's repaint? Honestly, if they didn't mention that he was uh, Cody, like within, like I think Crosshair may have mentioned it or the other, the general, I wouldn't have actually realized it was him because he was just in like normal, normal armor and it kind of looked like quite similar to all the other clones. But yeah, I mean, it was interesting. It was. I'm. I'm glad that he that he's back because I don't think we've seen him since uh, uh, whatever the last Clone Wars episode probably that we saw him. So it was good to for him to be back and. I liked how they paired him up with Crosshair because we kind of, again, spoilers, but yeah, he w- he was kind of like the opposite of Crosshair. Crosshair was obviously more, more and more leaning towards supporting the Empire and then Cody was more so kind of having that feeling that his inhibitor chip was almost wearing off, I guess, maybe. So I'm not sure. Like, uh, But yeah, it was good to see him. Mm-hmm. It was good to see him. Yeah. There's almost remorse almost coming from him. It felt like he had a lot of regrets. Yeah, yeah, it did feel like that. You know, it, it it's it's interesting because he he's he's almost trying to pry for information out of Crosshair and try and get an idea as to what his opinions are about the Empire. And uh, yeah, it, it it's it, it's really apparent to him that you know Crosshair is an Imperial believer, and he also asks about Clone Force ninety nine, and you know he also reveals to us in the beginning of this episode that more and more clones have been questioning the order, which, you know, by the order, he means order 66. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, like you said, uh, Kirk, about the the effects of the chip, like, you know, the way that I think the way that Rex or somebody, um, I don't know, Blake, maybe you can, maybe you can try and remember which this moment was as well. But I feel like we've heard one of the characters at some point say that it's almost like a nightmare that they were living where, oh, maybe it was Wrecker. I think it was Wrecker in season one said that. He was like a nightmare. He couldn't control himself. He couldn't control his body. You know, he couldn't control his actions. He was just kind of, you know, trapped and uh, something else was driving him. So it was, you know, it's a bit of a bit of a scary thing. And I guess like once that's all over, you know, it kind of like lingers or wears off a little bit. I guess like a nightmare would kind of like leave you in the morning, but you'd still remember and think about it. Um, well, it's almost like a hypnosis. Yeah. Have you ever been to hypnotist? You know, like I, I think when it's over, it's just you you either yeah, it'll be like a dream state where you like don't quite remember all of it, but you know what happened. Right. That's what I'm guessing it was like. Yeah, that's that's what my guess would be too. Yeah. Uh, very cool to see clones and droids again in this episode. I mean, uh it felt uh felt very it's not like Clone it's, Wars. Yeah, it felt very Clone Warsy. Yeah, but in a very, uh, very cool, unique sort of way. With with this, you know, being this is the Empire now, right? And um, you know, an Imperial has been been taken hostage. You know, it's all about a uh, retrieving this guy. It's a retrieval mission. Uh, but it felt very Clone Warsy. You know, the whole vibe about it. And yet, you know, I just kept thinking to myself, like, this is probably one of the last times that we're going to see this you know, as far as like a animated episode goes, you know, unless they do more tales of the Jedi that we see clones fighting droids and stuff like that. This show is probably going to be the last that we get, which really delivers us uh, clone wars style content, right. You know, visually on screen. Um, I don't know. Has that, has that kind of like stuck with you guys at all or. 
Yeah, well, flat a little bit. But I hope that uh, Lucasfilm turns around and makes a four-hour cut of Revenge of the Sith in the Clone Wars animated style. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I think that's coming out next year. So maybe we'll get some more of it. <laughs> Release How the exciting. Lucas cut. Yeah. <laughs> Well, the original one was the Luke's cut. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, it's like it's like that. Jam- what is the James Cameron's Avatar two? I think wasn't it nine hours or something? His original. Oh my god! Original cut. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what the heck they could have cut from that movie. That movie, that th- that three hour movie was was six hours of content. Now they cut it on floor. Yeah, I feel like there wasn't enough water scene, so that's probably what the extra six hours was. Just like <laughs> James Cameron, like filming an avatar just dripping in the water, just being like, just chilling. <laughs> six hours, one hundred percent. Yeah. Oh man, There's lots of whale sequences of them all just swimming together. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I feel like uh, I feel like this is going to be the last time, or, or not the last time, but we're getting further and further into these shows and being like, well, how much more can they show us in the past, mm-hmm. or like in that era of yeah. the Clone Wars that so I don't can know I, I more packed, yeah. right like how much yeah. more space can they they find in there yeah mm. so it, I really enjoyed seeing and I always always like seeing like this era of Star Wars merging with with the next right as well yeah. I, I like that a lot too. Yeah, that's that's a very very cool because it brings in the stuff that a lot of Star Wars fans love and recognize like Stormtroopers but then we're getting that story that we didn't think we we needed or, or the story that I guess we never thought we would get, which is that proto-clone stormtrooper, you know, the first of the first TK units with that new helmet. Yeah, I saw and, that. It's, yeah. That's the uh, the original stormtrooper design by Ralph McQuarrie. Yeah, yeah, and it's very cool to implement all that stuff. So, you know, you're going way back and digging some nostalgia out, but you're also making something new and in the newer era that, you know, of course, like a lot of us kind of grew up with, you know, anyone who was uh, born prior to when the prequels are coming out, you know, that's that's also nostalgic for us. And, and then it's done in a, in a style of a show in which kind of new Star Wars fans can also appreciate. So... Um, I, you know, there's, there's so many things to love about this show. Uh, and we get droid humor again, you know, probably for one of the last times. Uh, <laughs> it's always those. so slapstick. It's interesting. <laughs> All the other shows I feel like are super serious. And then Clone Wars just has these ridiculous droids. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, hey, uh, well, the, uh, what's the next thing? Uh, yeah, the, um, okay. So the infiltration mission, it, it you know, it's, it, I thought it was excellent. I thought the cinematography wise, you know, shot for shot, the um, the sound, the action, you know, everything was was uh, was really well done. And um, yeah, Blake, what did you think about this? You know, just the, the the action sequence. It was very infiltratory, which uh, that was a lot of fun. Almost very uh, like uh, sneak in. You know, got your, your squad mates. I thought the uh, I think Crosshair has some really cheesy moments to me that I'm not sure. If I buy it, like, do you guys think if you shot up the barrel of a tank, it would explode? <laughs> I, I mean, is it the bad batch, right? Like, <laughs> he's, he's like, so talented. He did like he, he can do anything. I thought what was a little bit more crazy was that the mirrors, that thing, the mirrors, like yeah, I was gonna through the mirror, too. through the mirrors around, and then when he's like to Cody, just 
throw the mirror and then he shoots it and then like it perfectly perfectly hits like I mean obviously this guy's been doing a lot of push-ups he's been doing a lot of training and he knows how to use a sniper rifle but I thought that was a little bit ridiculous it was a bit over the top just the fact that it was multiple mirrors so they'd all have to line up perfectly yeah yeah it's uh- Whatever, I a guess little, it's a cool. little far fetched, but it's still cool, right? Like it's just like I it, just, it was. It was cool. Like it, this is reserved for animation style, yes. uh, style stuff. So you know, one hundred percent. I think that's what makes Clone Force ninety nine such a great group of characters to do an animated series about. Because uh, you know, and that's probably one of the biggest questions that a lot of people may have. Like it's like, why the Bad Batch, right? Uh, but that's a great reason to kind of present when when you describing this show it's like yeah this is this is a great group of characters just like might not play off well in live action but like they they tend to yeah they're all those characters it's like every single one of them that all has a special ability it's it's almost like a bunch of like you know super like you know geeky star wars fans got in a room with a bunch of comic book (laughs) fans and we're like okay what if there was a clone trooper that could be like the hulk (laughs) you know like it pretty much is that yeah like what if there was a clone trooper that had all the skills that hawkeye has yeah like yeah oh man yeah (laughs) yeah super soldiers genetically enhanced yeah yeah exactly um so yeah crosshair you know he um i noticed that in this episode they they come across a uh, a woman and a child kind of like trying to hide from all the all the uh, all the action and um when cody lowers his rifle and and says like it's okay we're here to help uh crosshair just keeps his rifle like trained on the woman and the child when when he sees them and just like it's a totally different you know i don't know like it's like they're uh they're a little bit, they're, they're clearly on different, uh, different kind of mental perspectives as to like how to approach this mission. Like Crosshair is doing it in the name of the empire and Cody's still, you know, still in that mindset. Like what we were saying, like he's just kind of regretting a lot of stuff in his life. And it's like, well, that was the clones through all the entire war, right? Like they were, they were doing this to save the galaxy from the separatists and the droid armies quite often. They would only show up after the separatists had had taken over a planet and put it under their rule. They would show up to try to liberate them. Mm. So taking these these clones that were fighting for freedom, and now they're the ones being asked to put the boot down on people. It's mm-hmm. just it doesn't fly right with most of them. And as we hear towards the end of this, a lot of clones have been uh, like uh, abandoning and going on the run, right? Which yeah. In in and of itself, it's crazy because this is all they've ever known was to be a part of the Republic Army. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And you know, and the Republic meant something to them. It was. It was. Uh, it's also a, a government in which kind of, even though it wasn't perfect, like it was still freedom for a lot of worlds. And you know, when the Separatist Alliance kind of like happened and broke off, and civil war kind of went down and stuff the clones were kind of perceived by many people as just like heroes right except for those on the other side of the war of course um but you know in, in general now that everyone's kind of on the, on the same side and um under the boot of what used to be the republic you know they're no longer perceived as heroes they're they're now being perceived as these villains right so um, which they're not used to because the war just ended and all of a sudden, boom, just overnight, they just became, you know, Jedi killers and, and, uh, uh, enforcers of this, of this empire that no one wants. 
Um, so yeah, but then there's someone like Crosshair, which just believes in that. Right. So it was interesting. It was an interesting little scene to kind of like see their differences, I guess. Yeah. It, it almost makes me feel like you've got obviously the inhibitor chip, which has affected the clones significantly, but then there is also a part of their programming on the inside, which is everything for the Republic and what their ideals were before the empire. So it's almost like these two sides of their brains are almost kind of fighting with each other internally for all these clones. And obviously that previous side that supports the Republic, which is no longer a, uh, uh, in operation anymore is almost kind of taking over that other in what the effect the inhibitor chip has on the clones. So I feel like that's really what the bad bat show is exploring the most and China show, show us the, the most compare and crosshair and Cody are the two kind of polar opposites of, of it all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. Kirk, what did you think about that moment when, uh, when Cody saves Crosshair's life and then, you know, obviously what follows that up with, with Crosshair doing what he does, uh, like, what did you, what did you think about all that stuff? Oh yeah. That was my favorite moment in the, in the whole show. Not, not because I have a thing against Crosshair. Well, I mean, I guess I do, but I just <laughs> yeah. like, it, it just showed like, that was like the moment, the brief moment where Crosshair showed a little bit of I guess humanity to him like he he was so desperate and he was so out of character because of how desperate he was because mm-hmm. he needed obviously Cody to to help him and uh yeah like I I was really focused then I was like whoa he's uh he can actually break and he does have a bit of a a bit of a limit so I don't know whether or not that shows he will change or he's actually got something inside of him because before you kind of like he's just this robot that follows the empire's orders and there's no chance he'll he'll move but yeah, he got really desperate then, and uh, without without Cody, he, he'd be uh, he'd be a pancake. <laughs> it's yeah. almost interesting that he started off that way, like still being hard after what happened to the season finale. Mm-hmm. It, it seems like since then the he's kind of been stripped of his rank a bit and uh, demoted and stuff. Yeah, mm. since his failure with the um, you mean Crosshair, right? Crosshair, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You, like the end of last season. With his failure, I guess, to, you know, deal with his old um, counterparts. His unit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that I think kind of, you know, didn't didn't help, right? That's kind of why they say at the beginning, it's like, oh, no, you're not ready to lead a squad yet. You know, we're going to assign you to, um, I forget Cody's number, but, you know, of course they don't use the names because it's the Empire. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that CT was a really cool two, 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 four. Oh, excellent. Nice work. You got it up on uh, on Wikipedia, don't you? <laughs> nope. I remember that from the episode because they specifically said it. Really? Oh, nice. I, I'm impressed. I'm impressed. Yeah. You ask me tomorrow, I probably won't remember though. <laughs> it's probably because I watched it like four hours ago. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Blake, do you remember Mina Bonteri? I recognize the name. Um... Lux Bonteri's mother. Okay. Yeah, because I know Lux. So yeah, this would have been one of the uh, governors that was in the the, the counselor chambers, and they're dealing with Dooku, and then Ahsoka showed up. Yeah, she was a separatist um, uh, senator, and mm-hmm. um, Mina Bonteri was a friend of Padme's. And there was a Clone Wars art called um, I think it was called uh, uh, Heroes on Both Sides. Both sides. Yeah. yeah, I think that's the right one. Yeah. Yeah, it was a season three episode, and it had Ahsoka and Padme journey to Raxus, which is the Separatist homeworld, 
which we did see in the first season of the Bad Batch. And um, I think it was Raxus, or at least, or, or somewhere. But, uh, but yeah, they were able to get a shuttle there and kind of smuggle themselves in sort of thing and meet up with Mina Monteri, who was hoping to work with Padme to kind of come up with some way of, of presenting a peace treaty to each of their own respective governments. And it turns out that the governor, who we see in this episode, is actually, uh, well, she was, because now Mina Monteri has been killed, um, but uh, she's, a, she's an old friend of, of Mina Monteri's, and she was actually part of that arrangement. Uh, which we didn't see, of course, but, you know, here here a Bad Batch episode comes. Uh, following up a Clone Wars episode from season three of all uh, of all times, uh, which <laughs> I, I thought was pretty nuts because, you know, I didn't think we would ever get follow-ups to arcs like that, right? You know, they just seem so resolved and complete, but here we are getting new perspectives on things in the Bad Batch, like it has been doing for, you know, its whole existence so far. Uh, it's been great. So... Uh, Cody. Yeah, and I think we we talked about this a bit last week as well. Yeah, is uh, we're kind of figuring out what happened to the separatist planets because I I think I had remarked on it seemed like they had all been bombarded orbitally, mm. like they basically just like nuked the planets. Um, yeah. But now we're finding out some of them are just being forced under the rule of the Empire, almost like Rome. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, yeah, so now all of them were were hit hard, but. Uh, but yeah, some of them, some of them definitely kind of being forced and also just, uh, uh, some of the independent systems cause you know, Desix is a independent system and they made that pretty clear at the beginning of the episode. So, you know, for the empire to just come in, you know, we, 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 uh, we, we just finished talking about Andor, um, not too many weeks ago and the same thing happens there, you know, like the, the corporate authority kind of comes in, um, with, uh, well, I guess, you know, guns are blazing and, and, you know, causes some trouble and the empire kind of steps in and goes, Hey, you know, you're not fit to, to, uh, I guess, govern or police this sector. So, you know, the ISB, the empire, we're going to take it from here. Um, you're all fired. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's just like the empire is as we see it over the ne- next 15 to 20 years, uh, constantly expanding. You know, and and in a way in which um, we get to Star Wars Rebels, you know, much later on in the in the timeline, and the Empire comes in to Lothal and does the exact same thing. You know, they burn people's farms, they they start up work camps, they take over the city, they take over buildings. You know, they uh, uh, the the people in power there either work with the Empire or they're executed. And you know, it's just like it's just a pattern. You know, one after the next after the next, um, all these different places independent or not you know they either get enveloped in the empire or they burn for not joining so yeah yeah it's good that we see like this happening in so many different like obviously andor approached us so differently to how the bad batch and then rebels approached each one but it's good to see there's a bit of consistency with what the empire does across the time period across different shows Mm -hmm. yeah yeah absolutely yeah um Cody tries to make peace with the governor. Um, he's clearly regretful of all the killing that's happened in the previous three years. And Crosshair ends up following the orders to kill the governor instead um, and breaks Cody's offer to keep the peace. And I just thought that scene was like really well done. You know, the whole thing that played out, is just played out as expected, but also a bit of surprise, you know, when, when Crosshair pulls the trigger. Uh, I thought that was 
pretty interesting. Um, I mean, it was a surprise, but it wasn't a surprise. Ex- exactly. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm trying to say. Yeah, it was it was a surprise, but not a surprise. What <laughs> I feel was, like I'd it, say. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Kirk. No, I was just going to say, I feel like it was more of a surprise given that Cody just saved Crosshair's life and Crosshair just like begged for his life for the first time mm-hmm. without that like it wouldn't have it wouldn't have been a surprise for me at all but for me it was slightly a surprise just because of what happened like literally like 15 seconds ago <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah that's that's a that's a great point yeah because i think that's supposed to be the curveball right well, i think like it's kind of uh, i don't know not common that a that a regular a reg you know, saved one of the members of clone force 99 um which is, I guess, you know, we think of them as like these invincible clones, but they're really not. You know, they just have these abilities and, uh, yeah, really showed his uh, his weak spot. Or to quote Don from Fast and Furious, we all go to weak yes. spot. <laughs> <laughs> just old habits, I guess, really is what it comes down to. Yeah. yeah uh, exactly. What surprised me, I would say, though, is that it seems like that must have been the, the final straw for Cody because at that point he... Mm-hmm. Yeah. He just he just he bailed. Went on the run. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You know. I think and that that was the last straw. I think. You know. And you know this this came up during Andor as well. Like, what does it take for someone to be a rebel? Like, how how many things does the Empire have to do until someone hits their breaking point? And uh, you know that was Cody's. Like he'd been through enough. And you know it's been over a year. I think since or around a year since um, Revenge of the Sith kind of took place and. Um, and I guess Cody has just kind of gone through enough stuff, enough, enough garbage that this was just the last straw. And he's like, you know what? I'm done. Like, I'm putting down yeah. the blaster and I'm walking away because this isn't right. <laughs> so, uh, the occupation of Desix begins, the empire arrives, you know, they're going to set up work camps, most likely just like Lothal, just like many other planets. And we see the TKs, the stormtroopers coming in wave after wave right after all the clones leave um you know and the tk is there to kind of keep watch of uh, the people and keep the empire's order uh, intact on that planet and you see the big looming star destroyer in the sky and it, to me it just felt so much like some of the stuff that we saw in in previous star wars shows and you know very much a reflection of like the past dying you know like the clones do their stuff they leave and then in swarms the empire and uh they're there to yeah come. it's interesting hey yeah. like they use the the clones the trained soldiers come in and do all the work and then the stormtroopers come in and they just they basically act as security to make sure everyone knows they're being watched all the time not step out of line exactly yeah yeah it's a bit like uh, a bit like tatooine you know kind of left alone and, and not really managed for quite some time and then all of a sudden boom now there's stormtroopers all over the place and you know yeah they're looking for someone but you know now it's like they've occupied that that worlds and more closely and i think they're now kind of keeping a, a a much greater watch on the place right which you know by the time we get to a new hope all the way from revenge of the sith 19 years later to a new hope like the empire has just expanded to the outer rim um and uh it's kind of reached that point of like smothering everyone in every world they could possibly reach um, and you know, that's when, that's when we get that new, that, that moment where they, they finally fight back and blow up the Death Star. But, um, yeah, Cody tells Crosshair the decisions they make matter and, uh, it's why they're different than droids. It's not about the orders. It's about being a good soldier, you know, by doing what's right. And, uh, he asks, uh, Crosshair, like, is the empire making the galaxy a better place? And, um, I don't know, maybe maybe like each of you guys will start with Kirk. Like what what did you think about this scene? 
what he says, and uh, yeah, just the whole moment that it played out there. Yeah, I mean, I feel like this is this was a real clear indication of what the purpose is of the Bad Batch show. It's not just a show, a, a group of, uh, you know, un, um, unordinary clones running around doing brute force stuff. And like, this is, this is really like the underpinning of the whole show. Like what is the purpose of the clones and what is right and wrong from their perspective? Obviously we've seen the perspective of, I mean, Andor has really brought us into a whole new light now, but before Andor, it was really through the, the, the perspective of, of the, the Jedi and everything. Mm-hmm. And now I feel like we we get an even different perspective, but purely from the clones and even the Clone Wars. Like a lot of it was about the Jedi, and we did get a lot of brief moments uh, with with the clones. Like my one of my favorite arcs. I've completely forgotten. The, I think it's the Krell arc, yeah, where the where they they fought against him was was a was a really good showcase of that. But I I think that it was almost like a reminder for the audience. Like, this is what this show is about. This is what we're trying to showcase between what is right and wrong from the clones perspective and, uh, and obviously how they're dealing with everything. So obviously I think that we're going to see more and more, uh, clones throughout this show, uh, defect and hear their reasoning and everything behind it, which I think is a great thing because it gets us a bit more of a deeper connection to, understanding what the clones are about and how they're thinking and everything. So, um, and obviously I do side with Cody over Crosshair because yeah, Crosshair's <laughs> delusional. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Blake, true. Yeah. But what about you, Blake? Yeah. No, I think uh, Kirk is spot on and I hope they do focus more in on that. Cause it's, I've always found it to be very interesting and uh, I know the the EU, they realized they had worked themselves into this same problem. We brought this up before quite a while back uh, when we first were talking about brain chips and stuff, because that was in the end the, the solution they went with. But in the original EU, what they did uh, towards the end of the, the Clone Wars as the more veteran clones that were friends with the Jedi all all died off, they replaced them with these like... I think they were, they were cloned faster and they like they uh, their growth enhancement was even faster so they aged very quickly and they trained them poorly but to really follow orders really well and those were the clones that actually turned on the jedi as opposed to the ones that we uh the ones that we know hmm. Interesting. but it all together it still leaves this issue where what like the transition into the empire with the the stormtroopers and the clones um how they are going to like receive basically becoming the bad guys because the excuse in the EU was these were these quickly trained, uh, really submissive clones that were just there to follow orders with, because they used the brain chip instead in Canon, they still have that, that, that hole to these, these moral, uh, characters and, and, and clones. They're going through that transition into the empire from the Republic. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. Yeah. It's, um, it's, it, and it's such a cool transition to see as well, because, um, you know, in, in the EU, right. Like it's never really been as consistent as the Canon, um, mm-hmm. as far as like what exactly is going on. And, and the bad batch is now that new chapter that it's They're finally really, filling that in. Yeah. Because it, yeah. That we, I guess we were kind of left at the end of the Clone Wars 
series where the, when the brain chips kicked in, it seemed like they were active all the time. Yes. So like once they once they were activated, they were just in, uh, you know, kill Jedi mode and just take orders. Yeah. But as we've seen, that only activates for while Jedi are in their presence. Yeah, is is true. Yeah, while while Jedi are in their presence, and and if the order is activated, uh, because in the Vader comic, uh, I don't. Did you did you um do you uh read the Dark Lord of the Sith Darth Vader comic series? I did a, a long time. At least the issue you're talking about, I know you're referring to. So there's, they, there's a Jedi that attack figures, Vader, I think. Yeah, there's a Jedi that figures it out. And uh, and when Vader's hunting a Jedi at, the, at this point, this is like probably around the same time as the Bad Batch taking place, like the first season, that is. And um, Vader's hunting down a Jedi with some clones. And um, when this this guy, he's like, you know, or maybe it was an Inquisitor, I forget. I think actually, sorry, I think it was an Inquisitor. And uh, this Jedi has essentially figured out like what what triggers them. Right. So when this Inquisitor is kind of fighting him and he's kind of pinned against the wall, he he kind of just has this little moment where he reveals like, you know, what he's discovered. And he actually gives the order. He says to the clones, like, execute order 66. And these clones start firing on both of them, like the Inquisitor and him. Uh, because in their eyes, they're force users, they have to die, right? So it's, uh, it's very, very interesting. And it kind of makes me wonder, like, what made them not turn on Anakin? You know, like, I guess, right? yeah, like, was there something in the code that just prevented them? Uh, It's funny, because all these, I can't say I'm surprised, but by going with like the brain chip excuse, it does, it does create a lot of these weird plot holes whereas Mm -hmm. the as you know clunky's idea was with the the old sub clones it it didn't create as many issues like this right right and i you know as far as like their disappearance from the series goes um i do like what the bad batch is doing where they are kind of making it a thing of like you know post kind of remorse for this nightmare that they had to act and and live out along with the oppression of the empire and you know they just don't care about the clones anymore not to mention they're um you know they canceled all the orders for future clone units so so there was that as well the implementation of all the tk units you know so there's like a a series of events that are all kind of very obviously being phased out and the clones themselves don't feel comfortable with what they're doing anymore yeah. So it, it makes sense that there's really no reason for them to stick around. No. And it's all leading up to that point, um, which is about nine years later, after once this season takes place, about nine years later in Obi-Wan Kenobi, when we see that clone sitting on the streets in uh, in that world that Obi-Wan goes to to try and rescue Leia, um, they have that really cool cameo with that 501st clone. And it's 501st like, one, yeah. Yeah. And it's like, whoa. <laughs> let me let me throw this out there. Do you think tensions will get high enough that there'll actually be a small civil war between TK units and clone troopers? That oh, for sure. I think I think that'd be awesome to see. I think so too. That just kind of dawned on me now. Yeah, that maybe that's what we're they're going to lead up to. That, that I feel like really that's cool. a that's a great thing because um it's almost like that's starting to be suggested because I don't know the the admiral's name, but when Crosshair was uh 
speaking to uh, the admiral, he was like, the admiral was like to crosshair, something along the lines that, so you clones are supposed to be taking orders and, and following orders and the most highly efficient units. And he almost suggested that there's been arguments within the empire to to get rid of the, the, the clones or whether to keep them. Mm-hmm. And uh, like he kind of suggested that, hey, like, yeah, the you clones are used to becoming more and more useless now, and he's in more support of uh, of stormtroopers taking over. And I remember right at the start of the episode too, one of the clones at the cafeteria they mentioned something along the lines of, "Oh, I hope they don't pass that bill today because it's going to be bad for us." So mm. I really feel like that's that's a suggestion to something else because I think that bill had something to do with like the Clone Reduction Act or something, uh, something along those lines. Right. Right. Yeah, no, that's a great point. I mean, uh, like just the constant reminder that the clones are being forced out, right? And even even Rampart, even uh, the the Imperial guy that that Crosshair talks to, you know, he kind of says to him when he comes into his office, he's like, "Why are you back?" <laughs> you know, like if we left yeah. you stranded on Camino for like over a month. Like, why did you yeah. show up again? And then Crosshair kind of gives his reasoning for being like an Imperial loyal loyalist, right? And he doesn't really think much of it. This Rampart guy, he's like, okay, well, whatever. You know, like, here's your mission. See ya. Like, he's like, all right. Well, you know, he's just like, he doesn't care anymore. He's like, no one, he doesn't care about the clones. No one else cares about the clones, you know, as far as Imperials go. And uh, the only person who thinks he's still making a difference in the galaxy is Crosshair. Uh, when it, really all the clones are just kind of like, uh, well, this is, this is what we were born to do. What else are we going to do? Um, and then there's some people like Cody, which is just like, I don't know what I'm going to do, but I've had enough. So I'm out of here. So it, it's very interesting, you know, to see how, like the, the fragmentation of like what's going to happen with uh, all these millions of people that were bred for one purpose. You know, where do they all go and from here kind of thing. So, well, yeah. it's, it's funny. There's another EU. It's a different story altogether. This is what the, the commando novels. If you remember, yeah, uh, the, the commando specifically. Uh, were trained to be a lot more Mandalorian in nature, uh, taking after Django. And after uh, the Empire was formed, they started taking in a lot of defectors into a, uh, a camp, I guess they had set up, they were hiding out on, on Mandalore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's um, yeah, that's a great point. Yeah, so like, you know, my my theory is that maybe, maybe something like that might happen. I mean, um, I also kind of wonder how Rex, Wolf, and Gregor end up back in the service of the Empire again. Because they have to submit some sort of like, you know, this is a, a little bit of spoiler for Star Wars Rebels, but um, but they have to submit a report. Like when we meet those characters again, they have to tell the Empire that, that the dust ball that they're currently chilling on is all clear, you know, of like rebel activity and whatever else. Like they have to just kind of send the green light all the time. And, yeah, um, I'm wondering that too. It just makes me wonder, like, Rex is currently not in the service of the Empire. You know, he's currently laying low. You know, people have gone AWOL. Like, what the heck would drive him to go back voluntarily, if anything? Or what would have him, you know, be forced back into uh, into the, the fold, I guess? Or, or maybe uh, maybe it's his choice to be there and he's actually reporting information to, to Bail Organa or something like that. Like, who knows? But... Um, I'd like to see that story kind of play out as well, which hopefully we get answers to that in the Bad Batch as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, this has been a it's been a great show. Um, did you guys have any kind of like last minute things you want to bring up before we wrap it up today? 
Yeah, I was mentioning at the start of the... Oh, you go go for it, Blake. (laughs) I mean, this might be too long-winded. I don't know. Uh, But I was wondering, Josh, there's the the wall that uh, we see Cody and uh, Crosshair meet in front of, and then Crosshair's in front of again at the end. And there's all these names, and I I assume they're names in Arabesh. I'm wondering, Mm -hmm. did you bother, like... Uh, like figuring out what any of that is are those like clone names or like what what are those so yeah so i was able to just as at, while i was watching it i was trying to translate some of them in my head and they all just kind of they were just gibberish it was just it was just a bunch of random oh. kind of like letters like all strung together i i i assume there are supposed to be names i would imagine if they were um if they were names they're probably names of notable clone captains or commanders or, or whatever. Um, uh, I don't know if that's 100% the case. Um, I assume it's, it's on Camino, right? Yeah. Wherever they are. Uh, Oh, actually what planet you, are they on? That, the that's Coruscant. That's base. Coruscant. The, the, well, it's the, on Coruscant. Yeah. Okay. On the, on Coruscant, the, the barracks, the clone barracks. We've, we've seen it before actually, I, I think, um, in, uh, the wall tales of the Jedi, actually it made its most recent appearance. It was where, Okay. Ahsoka first kind of started training with the clones in the in the kind of montage. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, we've also seen it before in the final seasons of the Clone Wars. I think it was around the same time in which Ahsoka was framed for the bombing um, situation. So you know, well, yeah, yeah, it has showed up before. But yeah, that mural thing, that big wall with all the names on, that's new to me. And I assume it's not Jedi. <laughs> I assume no, it doesn't Jedi. seem like it's Jedi. Probably not. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, but that's a great one to bring up. Um, yeah, I think I think that one's. Uh, it's probably safe to say that those are C- CT numbers or clones. But I don't know. Maybe it was too much. It'd be work funny to if actually. they. It'd be funny if it was just they just went like a random number generator Star Wars name and then just translated them all to Armish, put them on the wall. I that's yeah. the thing. They weren't even numbers. So, you know, I'm just a little confused. Like, I guess that even I, th- I think even that was too much work for whoever was in charge of doing the wall. So, you know, I'm not trying to throw them under the bus or anything. But at the same time, I'm like, I was a little confused, too, because I'm like, I, I just don't know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> because like when when cody asks the crosshair about is he are we really making the galaxy a better place uh, you know he's like looking at that wall as as if his question has something to do with those names on the wall right so, yeah like there's remorse in his words there yeah that's that's what i assumed it was i assumed it was all their brothers right right um yeah kirk any any last minute things here yeah, I mean, I mentioned it uh, probably before we, we started the show, but I think uh, the, the Clone Wars art style continues to prove to be really, like, really good looking. I, I love the, the look of this show. And obviously, because there's no live action stuff and they've really perfected the, the, the style yeah. of the Clone Wars. Like, I think I mentioned this at the start of the Tales of the Jedi uh, series that we're doing. But yeah, every th- shot is just like a painting. Like you could just take a screenshot of most of these shots from this episode in particular, especially the outside ones on the on the planet, right. and frame it. They've, oh, they've yeah. done a great job. They're gorgeous. I totally agree. Well, it was funny as I was watching this with my wife, and she actually her only complaint was about the textures. <laughs> what <laughs> the funny. textures? Yeah, yeah. It was uh, it was specifically the scene at the beginning when Crosshair is trying to eat his lunch. She's like, I can't tell the difference between that. 
that chicken, the chicken breast in the bowl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the textures yeah, are. It's, uh, it's really specific. Yeah, it's like yeah. really detailed and really like sharp and everything. And I think they've just chosen to to do it that way. Yeah, they, they, they look like moving paintings. Way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They do. They, yeah, that mo- moving hand painted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The textures all have this very, uh, I guess, real kind of. I don't know. Uh, they're not they're not like if you actually held up a real chicken wing next to like what he was eating it's like okay that that doesn't look anything like it but i don't know i think it, it conveys the message right like it conveys the idea as to what it is and it's not just a simple solid color um, yeah well that being said i'm told it was a chicken but it looks it does look like a potato <laughs> i mean like is there even chicken in star wars like this blows my mind actually i never even thought about that uh, I so, know. Uh, Bad Batch, uh, Bad Batch season two, episode three, rating one out of ten because the chicken doesn't look <laughs> like chicken. Chicken looks too much like a potato. <laughs> those, those are the kind of comments you find on Reddit. Like, <laughs> like, this episode sucks because there's no chicken in Star Wars. Like, <laughs> oh man, I'm looking forward to the Lego set. You know, in which uh, we get a little Lego, uh, you know, chicken drumstick. A little, little, like, yeah, a little chicken breast. Crossing. That'll be chicken. Yeah. <laughs> chicken confirmed yeah yeah exactly yeah oh man um cool well uh guys thank you so much for uh coming back on the podcast again and uh, i guess we'll uh, we'll catch you guys in the next one thank you for having me (laughs) we'll see you out there keep flying all right and uh thank you everyone tuning into the show whether you're on youtube watching through our youtube channel or listening on spotify apple podcasts tune in radio wherever you are uh we're glad that you were able to join us today and uh we hope you enjoyed the episode we hope you're enjoying the bad batch because we're really liking it a lot so um brief message from a friend of ours here on the podcast actually jibberood with fear you also did not listen to star wars escape pod if you know what's good for you tune in subscribe share this show with a partner in crime leave a good review (laughs) that's right leave a good review and uh, tune in next week for another after show for the bad batch as well as our breakdown for tonight's release of the new mandalorian season three trailer which has just hit youtube as of 20 minutes ago so make sure you look that up and uh, do some speculation on that post any questions you have to us using the new channel in our discord server for podcast related questions we're going to get to that on the show in future episodes so make sure you post one there join the discord server it's where the action is where the forums are we're hoping to connect with our audience a lot more on there uh feel free to follow us on twitter instagram send us an email using the handle at swscape podcast and we'll see you in the next episode of star wars escape pod May the force be with you.